You're listening to the Rocking Motherhood Show on Little Rockers Radio. Today we're talking to Dr Joanne Orlando, who is one of Australia's most well-known child tech experts. And I'm excited to be talking to her today about children and their use of technology, and importantly, how technology has changed the way we live and bring up our children. Hi, Dr Joanne, how are you? Oh, I will, thank you. That's good. Now, I was reading in one of your articles from late last year that the guidelines for technology usage had been updated, and I believe that they were very, or quite obsolete. What were the changes that were made, and what did you think of the changes? Yeah, big changes last year. So the American Academy of Paediatrics are the ones who set these guidelines, and they're the ones that we follow here in Australia. So big changes, particularly for young children, So previously they had said that children two years and younger are not supposed to be using screens at all, but they've made a major shift in that now. So they're saying now that babies who are 18 months and younger, well, they still shouldn't really be using screens unless it's something like video chat. So Skyping, FaceTime to a mum who might be away for work or to a grandparent, for example, who's overseas. They're saying that's okay for children who are 18 months and younger. Mm -hmm. The children who are 18 months to 24 months, there's just a small amount of time there. They're saying it's okay to actually start to introduce children to screens. So it might be a story that you're reading online or listening to some music. As long as what you're doing is high quality, so that means educational, and as long as a parent or an older person is with them while they're doing it. And then for children who are two to five years, they're saying no more than one hour of screen use a day. But once again, it has to be high quality. And also they're really encouraging parents or an older sibling or a grandparent to be with the child when they're on the screen. What they're trying to do is to avoid parents using screen to babysit a child or to keep a child quiet Mm. but they're also saying that there are lots of educational benefits for young children using screens so it's good that we take advantage of that as well. Yeah of course yep and what are your thoughts in in particular because you obviously work quite um, uh, in depth in the field what what are your thoughts and what what is the general feedback from parents on those new guidelines? Yeah, I think overall they're a really good move. You know, the old guidelines were developed in the 1990s, so we are well and truly past uh, what screens were like then. And families and parents were tearing their hair out, going, yes. you know, we're supposed to, you know, stick to these guidelines. They're way out of date. So I think they're a really good move. Mm. I think there's a good focus for younger children on that, you know, parent or someone older is with the child and it becomes more of a co-viewing, a co-educational experience. I think that's really good. Family life is really busy. Mm. So um, I think if if that's what we aim to do, that's important as well. And I think also the importance of choosing high quality. Uh, And by that, you know, that can be a bit tricky. You know, what is high quality? Well, it's something that is uh, the children can do on their screen that's creative, you know, that's getting them to solve problems, it's getting them to think. You know, they're the kinds of things that we should be looking for in apps or games or or shows that they're watching. Yeah, absolutely. And what about for children who are over five? What's what's the next recommendation? Yeah, major change there, absolutely major change. So they're saying, parents, okay, if you've got children who are five to 18 years, it's up to you now to decide how long they should spend on their screen. 
So that's pretty open. It's a bit scary for parents. You know, it doesn't really give them much guidance. But on the one hand, it acknowledges that, you know, that children are using screens at school and mm. high school and homework and all those kinds of things. They might be checking their phone through the bus timetable, all that kind of thing. So they're saying that parents, well, you need to look at your family lifestyle, the age of your children, and for you to make a judgment call on what you think is an appropriate amount of time. Yes. Uh, but once again, it's about quality. You know, it's it's hard to count the minutes that your 16-year-old is on their screen. But if you have a really good idea of the types of things that they're doing and encouraging really quality use, that's probably where your better efforts are. Yeah, and I really like that. I really like the thought of not looking at counting minutes, as you say, but looking at the quality of what they're what they're using it for. And and we hear it's such a polarising topic when it comes to children and technology, and we hear the negative side of children's technology usage all of the time. What are some of the more positive outcomes for children in using technology? Yeah, and there are lots. There are actually lots, and that's one of the reasons that the guidelines have changed because we're seeing research come out now but there are actually benefits. So, so for young children, for example, um, it's great for developing their literacy and numeracy skills, for promoting their creativity. Um, even children as young as 18 months, they're showing that if they're using the right kinds of programs on a screen, it, it can actually help them to develop their language. So there's lots of great things. And, you know, I've just written a, a research paper on, on why young children are so good at using technology because, you know, you can pass them the pass you their phone and, and they'll be able to use it sort of much better than their parent often. Yes. That's the case for a lot of people. And one of the things about a screen that makes it so easy for children to learn is that it's not quite not very physically demanding for them. You know, they can swipe, they can uh, tap. It's really easy for young children to manipulate a screen. And so how can we, if our children are at the, the younger age and they haven't necessarily used technology before but we're wanting to slowly introduce it, how can we slowly introduce it to them? What are some of the steps that you would say a mum who say listening can, can start to do? Yeah, I think one thing is to find something that your child will enjoy on the screen. So something that might just involve them tapping. So there's lots of like peekaboo games for very young children where all they need to do, up comes, it might be a house, and the child just has to tap on it and the door will open and out will pop an elephant, that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. perfectly suited for very young children. It matches what they like to play in real life. They can do it themselves because mm. they can just tap. parent can do it with them. It can be fantastic fun. And one of the brilliant things about that kind of thing then is that then you can play it in real life. So it's not just happening on the screen, you take what you're doing on the screen and you turn it into a real-life peekaboo game. So that ability to, to move from screen to playing with their toys, screen to you know, real life is a great way of really building on the opportunities for learning that the screen holds for very young children. And for some of our listen, listeners who have got older, ch older children who are starting to go online, so who are perhaps starting in high school or, a, um, well, I mean, they start going online even in primary school. I know my children do, and they learn all about safety online in primary school. But what are some suggested ways to keep our children safe online at, as parents at home? What can we do and where can we go to find out more information? Yeah, so there's lots and lots of information around. So the eSafety Commissioner for Australia is probably our primary site to go to. The parents have got children of all ages, so that's a great spot for parents to direct their children. And it's something that children can just look at themselves. There's lots of resources just for teenage children or older children to look at. So it's great for them to, to know that that's there. 
with parents and guiding their children around cyber safety and just being careful, it's the same messages that we give children around anything. So it's about making sure that you don't allow other people to treat you in a way that you don't feel comfortable with. So that's with your friends, normal in the playground, as well as the way they treat you online. And it's also about the idea of um, just being safe with your personal information, not giving out your address, that kind of thing. That's really important. And it's also about looking at friend requests that come through, the type of people or who is actually asking to be your friend? Do you know anything about them? Now, we know that children have friends who are online only. That happens. But as long as they're connected with people that they actually know really well, it might be someone's brother or, or something like that, that's a much safer scenario than someone who you've never heard of. They've just sent this random friend request yes. to you. So to be really careful of these sort of uh, left field sort of uh, people that come into your world just online. That's really important as well. Mm, absolutely. And I love the don't allow people to treat you in a way that you, you don't feel comfortable with, which of course we teach our children that all the time, but the same definitely applies for online as well. And we hear about that crossover into the online world, especially for teenagers all of the time with you know quite often tragic outcomes as well. No, that's right. And I think it's also important for children to think about um, the friends that they've got online. You know, a lot of research shows that, you know, having friends online is part of being a teenager now, but it's really important that most of their friends are in their real world that they see day to day mm. and the friends and the friendships that they're developing online just build on those people that they see every day and that they might have some friends who are just online, but that should be the minority of the friends that they have. Most of them should be in their real life. It's, I mean, it certainly is a topic that is of great interest and also frustration to parents and knowledge, I think, is power. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr Joanne. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. That was Dr Joanne Orlando on Little Rockers Radio. Thanks for listening.